Let's get ready to nibble and chew upon this remarkable banquet, because this is Bill's Big Bag of Onions. stories written and performed exclusively for the show and then dispersed with resplendently remarkable music. So sit back and kick off your shoes and allow your soul to be infused by our unique and innovative storytelling because this is Bill's Big Bag of Onions.
sat waiting, sleeve rolled up. It had been a stroke of genius, he mused, to promote an ex-GP to health secretary. She had charisma, credibility and no conscience, just the way he liked health secretaries. This stunt to personally give him the booster live on TV was her idea. It would do wonders for his ratings. Ready, Prime Minister, she said. Course, he said, giving a smile and wink to camera. No more than a little brick. She slipped the needle in. A little brick? You're much, much more than that, she said, as, lifeless, he slumped to the floor. Making His Mark by Sebastian Toombs
Mark stopped drawing in the sand with his stick. Mama, why does the old man never stop talking? He is your grandfather, our storyteller. He keeps alive our tales from long ago. You see your father beside him? He listens carefully. He must learn the sagas so that he may retell them when grandfather passes. You will take his place. You must listen to their words and commit them to memory. For one day, you shall be the storyteller. The little boy draws an ox's head in three simple lines in the sand. I wish there was an easier way. Someone call my name Like a distant drum It's beating Or is it just Another dream Of long ago I dance again I am spinning In the life I am living And I can feel the power Rushing through my veins Once upon a time, I could do no wrong For the candle flickers, the flame is never gone To my brilliant feet, they obey I hear the crowds roar, oh so loudly Is it a game of chance Or merely circumstances A jack to a king and back Then you have to pay to play The world, it won't wait for you It's got its own things to do The sun's gotta rise and drive Another night away As I listen to the silence I can hear thunder in the distance To my brilliant feet They all pay heed I hear the crowds roar Oh, so loud Lucky Bag by Daryl Lotterby It was foretold in 1322 by the original Bagshaw. This family will be doomed to dullness. Nothing of note or importance will trouble us. This is our purpose, our fate, and our honor. We shall not lead. We must forever be behind others. Without prominence, we shall never fear disloyalty or doubt our success. The Bagshaws shall be persistently boring, without exception. This will be our manifest destiny. 
For so many centuries, Bagshaw's prediction held fast. Yet, in 2022, boring Brian Bagshaw from Basildon scooped 180 million euros on the lottery. of the Bagshaws was finally broken. Tidily matted, the relationship, spanning several decades, refuses to release, to set free its unhappy players, woven tightly, intricate histories, birth and death, success, disappointments, change and stagnation. Amongst the tangle, love slips away unnoticed, for the many hearts that beat closely, the rhythm changes, the pulse at odds with their future needs, connected parties now isolated struggle to find a path, to find that start of the journey that will lead them through the pain lead them through mediation, acknowledgement of comforting memories, 
lead them to a place where they can breathe freely, a place of light and peace. Petra McQueen. Only meat was missing from the buffet. It was up to Clara and her friends to fetch it. They giggled as they lay overlooking Elysian fields each girl equipped with a maelstrom. Clara's was a present from Mum just before she'd said goodbye. Clara had customised it with stickers of the Love Boys and hearts with arrows. Dust rose from the valley. A pack ran out. Clara positioned herself. Would she spot her? That was essential. The only way to become an adult. She put her finger on the trigger and waited for her mother to speed into her sightline.
listening to Cone Radio 106.6 FM, and this is Bill's Big Bag of Onions. My seventeenth year, by Phil Boast. A year of deep and everlasting friendship and of first and forever love. In a decade of free thought, Pink Floyd, blue denims and patchouli oil, in which we loved and laughed our way through good days and bad days. That world has all but gone now, subsumed beneath a time of money, greed and, in the end, futile and pointless ambition, where the devils take the hindmost. But they were too late. The devil didn't get me, and somewhere in the deepest part of my soul, in the only place that really matters, I'm still living my 17th year.
A Minor Error by Jenny Miller Jesus, I've realised why you got into all that preaching and execution and stuff. I meant to send you to Earth Universe 5, where they're all nice and they serve tea and biscuits all day. You went to Earth 4, where I started an experiment a few millennia ago. I mixed up the stellar races, chucked in some aggressive Betelgeusians, violent Regulians and greedy Procinonians for fun. Sorry, fancy Earth 5 next week? Oh, Dad, that sounds really boring. What about the Whiskey River's Opium Clouds planet? Everyone drowned. Earth 4 again? Nah, I'll go for the tea and biscuits. Cause 
Hearts and Minds by Tom Woolsey. Diane had ticked no for race, physical disabilities, sexual orientation, religion, gender. Then, for topics she'd like to tell jokes about, she ticked mothers-in-law and national stereotypes. She finally ticked the box agreeing to obey the group's rules. Richard chairperson of the King's Arms weekly stand-up comedy open mic night consortium poured over the application form before picking up the phone. Uh, We know you promised to obey the group's code of humour, Diane, and to not tell any jokes about questionable topics, but clearly you'd want to if you could. So I'm afraid... We're going to exclude you from our group.
A Priceless True Story by Ian Hornet. Spain-dwelling Malcolm was set for a pleasant evening with family at the Chinese restaurant. Despite limited common language between Malcolm and waitress, the order was made and dishes soon appeared. But Malcolm wasn't happy. No rice, he said, pointing to the riceless table before them. No rice? The waitress nodded her understanding and went on her way. The food kept coming. With each batch came the frustrated cry, No rice! No rice! Followed by the nod and no rice. I didn't get what I asked for, Malcolm moaned later. Malcolm, you got exactly what you asked for. No rice.
Listen with mother, but soon grow apart. By Rob Lewis. Are you sitting comfortably? Then I'll begin. On the wireless BBC Home Service, listen with mother. She was warm and she smelled nice. The tone of the woman reading out the stories was soft, reassuring. Then came television, children's hour. Andy Pandy and Teddy were waving goodbye, but I saw the strings and life was never the same. The wooden tops, the flower pot men, and little weed, slobberdob. There was a cowboy called Roy Rogers. He was a goody goody, protecting lives and property. I woke up from a nightmare. Roy Rogers, don't shoot me! Only eight years old, growing up fast. by Angela Cairns. The trees stood in a huddle in the wild part of the garden. Grandad joined them all with rope bridges for Mum and Uncle Pete. Mum's tree had a covered treehouse with a proper thatched roof and mats to curl up on to read. 
Uncle Pete's tree den was a complicated arrangement of platforms with a lookout point at the top. Dad said they weren't safe, but we played in them anyway and made a blood pact to repair them for our own kids. I can hear them now. I'll leave lunch in the basket to haul up later. Behind the Curtain by Adrian Cohen Our group's code word for our pursuers was vested interests. Now, the four of us were at four different airports, fleeing assassins' bullets. We'd almost been tricked into giving a multinational publisher the original copy. It would have been the end of it. The stakes were so high. Billions of dollars worth of books made obsolete. Corporations' bottom lines hit. Hundreds of thousands of authors, academics and universities worldwide humiliated. Warwickshire's tourist industry devastated. Vested interests indeed. As I boarded the plane, disguised, I was clutching incontrovertible proof that two women and fourteen different men wrote Shakespeare's plays and he hadn't been one of them.
It's a Bill's big bag of onions. The Saga of Prince Nogson by Jim Crim. In the lands of the north, where the black roots stand guard against the cold sea, in the dark night that is very long, the men of the Northlands sit by their great log fires and they tell a tale. One morning, King Noggin found his son sitting by the Sea of Woe, demanding that the waves desist. He was being a bit of a canute. Son, you need a hobby, cried the king. And so began the tale of Prince Nogson and the pet dragon the king so thoughtfully gave him. Unfortunately, um, <clears throat> a little feral bit his head off. You have been listening to another fine crop of Bill's Big Bag of Onions. Why don't you grow an onion? Just get in touch with either Colm Radio directly or via the Bill's Big Bag of Onions Facebook page. Remember, your microfiction must be exactly 100 words long, not including the title. Be seeing you. Bill's Big Bag of Onions is a guppy production for Colne Radio and is committed to a varied, equitable and truly inclusive output that properly reflects the ethnic diversity of our community audience. Mm-hmm.